welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We're excited to talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. We're excited to continue diving into the book of Proverbs with you. And today we're looking at Proverbs chapter 11. It's almost halfway, folks. Almost well halfway. Done. I mean, a right. third. So well done. Way yeah. to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to begin just by reading the first four verses and I'll let Bobby Jean kind of unpack it. It kicks off saying, The Lord detests dishonest scales, but That's accurate true. weights find favor with him. When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. Wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. Funny story about scales and weights before we get started. So recently, Clark and I took a trip, and we hadn't been on a plane for a long time. And so you did a good job researching, like, okay, this is how many bags we're going to take. You can pack it to about 40 pounds, you know, don't go over that because yeah. you know when you get to the airport it's like oh you're you're at 40 pounds and nine ounces it's like so, oh try to put on every layer of pants and sweatshirts and yes. shoes on so we pack up our bags and we there's like a suspicious bag and we we're like oh this seems a little heavy we get to the airport and it's definitely i think was it 50 pounds it was like 49.9 yeah 49.9 so i am like preparing i'm kind of at the back of like our line of kids and clark and i'm like okay who's gonna put on what where are we gonna put these extra clothes but you guys the scales at the airport they were accurate and we just had the information wrong because it was 50 pounds well yeah the airline (laughs) needed to update their policy Oh, okay. Happened. You looked. I looked it actually back online said 40. and it said 40 pounds online. Oh and then goodness. in the airport, it said 50. Oh, uh, well, so maybe like they that. have inaccurate scale. I don't know. When but- <laughs> we went on our honeymoon, I remember we were going on our honeymoon and oh, we only had okay. one bag and it was a big bag that like you could load up to 60 pounds, but the airline remember. said it needed to be 50 pounds. You sure. Yeah. And so we had like uh, fins and goggles and snorkels <laughs> and everything you can imagine 21 and 22 year old having. We threw it in there and we were looking at it and the scale kept going like 52.3, 54, 55, 49, 48. Oh, and we were right. looking at it and, and the person running the bag was so confused. Like what is happening to our scale? And eventually they're like, hey, just, just take it. It's fine. And as this person walked away, we looked down and the other person who we had been talking to and right. sharing our honeymoon had put their toe under the scale. Yeah. And was doing like a toe right. exercise, lifting, lifting the scale up, changing it. So they were really kind. And we I got there without avoiding the $100 fee or whatever it was. Oh, and on yeah, the way yeah. home, we definitely packed a lot of clothes upon ourselves. Yeah, so I remember that. the fee on the way back. I know. So anyways, God does not like dishonest, dishonest scales. scales. Forgive I us, know. Lord. Well, you go to the airport. They're never dishonest at the airport, the scales. Anyway, funny story. But when you look at the first four verses here, it's kind of talking about when you walk a certain way. So with integrity or with pride or with humility, what comes? And really, there's an, there's inclination though no matter how you're walking to doubt the process so you kind of Mm -hmm. doubt that like goodness does bring its own reward when you when we look around at the world today but verse four is where it ends in this first chunk and it says wealth is worthless in the day of wrath but the righteous delivers from death and so take comfort because even though things look confusing on earth and sometimes it's i mean not sometimes always it's always best to walk 
um, in integrity and with humility because those lead to good things, even though sometimes there's just silly things that do happen. Always on the last day, on the last day when there's judgment, mm-hmm. we will we will be spared. And in a life that is lived under grace, under the umbrella of grace and with righteousness is going to be one that points to Jesus. And that's going to be where, where we're going to be found um, in the book of life. And so even though it doesn't make sense, knowing... Um, knowing that, that we can have hope for that final day, that there will be a final account for sin, that we, we will be found to have grace that should help us with our doubts because often sometimes these doubts can, they can lead us to greater sin. They can lead us to temptation, despair. They can lead us instead of becoming just a thought, they can become a lifestyle. And that's kind of what the, this little chunk is saying too, that, that when there's pride, there's disgrace. And so just continue to walk in humility, continue to live an integrous, upright life, mm-hmm. continue to look to Jesus, to point others to Jesus. You kind of have a note here too about Psalm 73. What's yeah. That I just remember that Psalm and what the Psalmist says in Psalm 73 I highly encourage you to read it after this. Mm. The psalmist is looking around all the immoral people in the world who are seemingly succeeding. Yeah. Like, oh, look right. how happy they look. Look how rich they look. Look right. how they're flourishing. Mm-hmm. And behind the, the closed doors, you realize that a lot of their lives are absolutely miserable mm-hmm. and the grass is not greener on the other side. Yeah. But here it's one of those um, points of, of remembrance of focus on what really truly matters in the scan, in the scale of eternity. Right. Like your relationship with God, your relationship with other people, and you are telling other people about God mm-hmm. and living life with integrity. Right. And so from, from there, that's kind of how the proverb transitions. It talks about righteousness. It talks about faithfulness and unfaithfulness. But verses 9 through 14, it st- starts talking about speech. It says, when their yeah. mouths of the godless destroy their neighbors, but through knowledge, the righteous escape. When the righteous prosper, the city rejoices, but when the wicked perish, there are shouts of joy. Through the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted, but by the mouth of the wicked, it is destroyed. Whoever derides their neighbor has no sense, but the one who has understanding holds their tongue. A gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy person can keep a secret. For the lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors." A couple of things that lift for me here. One is how we use our words matter. This is something that we're trying to teach our family. It's like not only what words you choose are are important, how you talk is important. And so choosing the right words, speaking life and blessing, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you can't say a hard truth, but how you do it is really an equally important. And be someone who speaks life. And speaks truth. Right. Because I, I love what James says. The, the book of James in the New Testament, he talks about this image where fresh water and salt water cannot flow from the same spring. Mm. Meaning, blessing and right. cursing can't really come out of the same mouth. You can't mm-hmm. bless a person one minute, curse them the next minute, and expect to bless them the next. Yeah. He's saying your heart has got to be examined. And you got to mm. speak things that are life-giving. And it might be an instruction or a rebuke or a point of correction. Right. But as long as it points them to the Lord, this is going to be a good thing. Yeah. Now, like verse 12 and 13 say, sometimes it's best just not to talk. Yeah. Sometimes it's best to be quiet. <laughs> and uh, and that's uh, that comes with time and experience and discernment. It's like, is this worth fighting about? Is this a minor thing or is this a major thing? If mm. it's a major thing, then you need to strategically think about how to talk and when to talk. 
if it's a minor thing and a agree to disagree kind of statement, then mm. ah, let it slide. It's okay. And I like what verse 12 says too, when it comes about the neighbor, because mm. the truth is, do we really know what's happening in everybody's life? around us. Hmm. Sometimes we can look and see and think we've got it all figured out. Sometimes make quick judgments about how they're spending their money, who they're hanging out with, what they're reposting, what they're wearing. But at the end of the day, oftentimes we know very, very little about what's happening in people's lives. Recently, I bumped into somebody who was really kind of short and grumpy and rude to me. And I just kind of let it slide only for me to find out later on, they're having a really, really hard time with a child in their family. And it just gave yeah. me a little perspective going, I wonder what was happening in that moment. Yeah. Maybe they had just had a really hard conversation. They bumped into me. So I didn't right. take it personal, but it was just a, a, a point of remembrance for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what everybody's going through. Th- right. There's a meme I saw going around online that uh, basically said this large circle is labeled a person's life. And within that large circle was a really tiny circle that was labeled mm-hmm. what we see of that person's life. Pointing to the fact, again, that oftentimes I can make judgments about people based on very, very little information. Right. And so the Bible doesn't lead us without guidance. If you and I got a problem with somebody, you got some beef with somebody, go to them directly if it's safe. Yeah. And if that doesn't go well, then you bring an elder of the church and somebody else. And just trust that when you're speaking blessing and truth, um, there's hope for redemption and reconciliation. Mm -hmm. The other thing I want to say here, though, too, is that not cursing is not the same as blessing. Hmm. I'll say it again. Not cursing is not the same as blessing. God calls us to be people who speak life. And and, and sometimes there's that point where you need to be silent. Right. Silence is a good thing. But overall, in the grand scheme of things, we are called to speak life and encouragement and blessing. You have Barnabas in the New Testament, the son of encouragement. How can we bless people today? What have you thought about but haven't said to somebody that might make their day and encourage them to keep going? Mm. And so whether it's your neighbor, whether it's your child, whether it's somebody else. I was talking to someone at a wedding recently, and it was an older brother to a younger sibling. And he was being silly and made a comment like, I really love my youngest sibling, but I can't tell him that. You know, I can't tell him that. It's got to keep him keep straight and keep them on their toes. And I was like, hey, I know, I know you're just having a fun time right now, man, but actually the opposite's true. Like, let your yeah. little sibling know how much you love them because little siblings often really look up to their older siblings. So speak mm. blessing and speak life over them and trust that God's going to use that for good. So as you're listening today, yeah. think through who can you bless? Who can you encourage? And uh, when we look at somebody's life, we might not have all the information uh, to make judgments mm-hmm. and, and thoughts about what they're doing or how they're living. Well, I like what you said too, that so much of you guys come back with me to um, Northwestern College, Ooh. 2000, I don't know. Seven, nine, eight, nine, 10, no, 11. That's when probably we were there. 10, I think, yeah. And you were, you were talking at chapel. And do you remember this? And it was like, um, it was a phenomenal. look at me, look at me. I'm such a good learner and listener. And look at me remembering this. And the takeaway from your talk at chapel was the, mouth reveals what the heart conceals. Mm. 
And so I think it was from some of Paul's writing. But I mean, again, we're getting, you know, these little tidbits that are just helpful in the Proverbs because maybe you're not able to like remember, like you brought up James and I'm talking about Paul, but maybe you're not able to remember like, oh, the, the salt water or whatever, the picture, even though that's super helpful. I mean, just, hey, verse 13, a gossip betrays confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. So that in itself is like, hey, just a quick, short, little, like, what's checking, what's going on in my heart when I have a temptation to say something that I could that might be hurtful or that I know about someone or that they know or whatever it is. Like, what condition is your heart? Because it's the overflow of that that comes out. Yeah. And so I think that's like the the heart of all this. And that's what you were mentioning our kids and just kind of where we're at in this too is like so much of communication is verbal, so much is nonverbal, but all of it comes out of your heart and kind of what condition, if you really examine what's going on internally, what kind of condition is, mm. is happening internally there. And, and you, there might be some moments for repentance and that, and that's good too. And so this is a good, good little chunk here, nine through, what was that? Nine through 14? Yeah. Nine through 14. And, okay. and then what kind of happens the, the rest of the way, I, I'll jump to like verse 20 through 31 is that while we want, we will walk with integrity and we want to honor God that unfortunately mm-hmm. does not guarantee that we will have an easy and pain, right. Uh, pain-free life. Mm-hmm. Uh, wisdom doesn't guarantee elimination of suffering, but it does promise you favor with God. And so when you mm-hmm. read kind of verses 20 through 31 on your own, that's another general theme here that, that the Lord's given us and say, Hey, follow me. Right walk with integrity, follow the way of Jesus for us. You know, we have the new Testament now, mm-hmm. but no, that does not guarantee you that you'll have a, a pain free life and a life without suffering. It can still be difficult mm-hmm. and hard. So you want to read verses like 21 and 22? Sure. Be sure of this. The wicked will not go unpunished, but those who are righteous will go free. Like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman who shows no discretion. Mm. <laughs> There you go. Another another one-liner. Gold ring and a pig snout. I mean, amen. That's so good. It's. I. Are you gonna? Do you want to talk about beauty and ugliness and how they don't mix? Yeah. Basically, it's. Uh. You know, gold ring is something that is beautiful, wealthy, luxurious. Mm. Um. And a pig snout is not exactly any of those things. Right. And saying, why would you put something that is of great value in something that is going to be messy and muddy and dirty and stinky? Right. And again, just like James says, fresh water and salt water can't flow from the same ring. Uh, stream. So here it's saying beauty and ugliness don't mix. Mm. And one of the things that we know is that time reveals all. Time reveals all of our true colors. And whether that is a day, a year, or the final judgment when Jesus Christ comes back and all the cards are laid on the table. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't be someone on Friday night and somebody on Sunday morning. Yeah, Just be the same person. Um, I remember back in the day, we used to watch the show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Um, oh, with Regis, great show. Uh, I never would have made it far. I'd I do bl- remember below the my questions. So. Phone a friend and ask the audience fifty-fifty <laughs> right away. Be like two thousand dollars. All right, I'm I'm uh, I'm walking That's off the win. show. They'd be like, this guy stinks. We don't want him on the show because he's not taking risks. Um, they had a spinoff on Fox that was Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire, and right away oh. it was frowned upon from its start, and it didn't go well. I think it might have lasted one season, and it got canceled. And the premise of the show was: hmm. here's a rich dude, and there's 50 women who are going to go through a beauty pageant who try to win his hand, 
And what they learn quickly, and we all know, and you can watch these shows. Um, I don't re- recommend you watch these shows, but yeah. beauty plus wealth does not equal success and happiness. Mm-hmm. Those things do not mix and don't necessarily produce fruit. And in fact, they often don't. Yeah. And so just a helpful reminder there. Well, it is helpful because we're inundated with messages on our phones all over the place, billboards, commercials, wherever that's like, no, this is happiness. Mm -hmm. Like when, when you reach this peak point of status, when you have this many followers, when you look like this or have this certain thing. And so to come back to the Bible and be grounded in truth that says, no, that's actually that's actually not what it's about. That's mm-hmm. actually really far from it. And so it, I want to encourage you though, because it makes sense that the world, the evil one would want us to see that because he wants to destroy you. And so do you see the the dichotomy here? It's like, oh, hey, this is so wonderful and good. And you're like, oh, that, that makes personified evil actually even more true in my book mm, because yeah. it's like, no, this is awful for me. This is not helpful. And we need to get away from it as far away as possible. So anyway tidbit there yeah uh next couple of verses verses 23 24 and 25 uh essentially what's saying here is a generous person will prosper whoever refreshes others will be freshed and you know the wicked are gonna get a bunch of wrath someday hmm. what essentially is saying here is what goes around comes around and hmm. you were just asking me earlier like do you actually believe this and here's one of those proverbs that is a a general statement it's sure. not getting into the specifics because um, does what goes around come around every single time? No, that's not a fact. And it has not happened every single situation in our life. However, in the grand scheme of things, the Bible does teach us when we walk with integrity and you walk with the Lord, you will find favor with the Lord. It doesn't mean you're going to be rich and healthy and have an eight pack, mm-hmm. but it does mean that you will have belonging. You will feel loved. You will be able to love other people and you'll have the capacity to do these things. And that is a gift from God. And so when you love God, you're, you're giving him back what he's already given you. Mm. And when you love people around you, uh, the hope is that in time, you'll have other people that come and love and support you as well. There's mm-hmm. a genuine, healthy community around you. And so um, I think that's a general statement that's true. Is it always true? No. But what goes around does come around. Well, I think some sometimes. of it too is it kind of sounds like, you know, giving is better than receiving. Mm-hmm. That people would be like, mm, no, you know, but like this is saying whoever refreshes others will be refreshed i think when you actually look at the intent of what's happening there yeah like you and i both know that when you're on the the giving end of that when you're on the receiving end of that it's a blessing for sure when you're on the giving end, when you're actually able to give or refresh or you know insert um action word there then it's just as pleasing. There's yeah. just as much satisfaction in it too. And so that's another way to think about that. Yeah. Well, let's keep skipping ahead. Uh, verse 27, I find this to be very interesting. Whoever seeks good finds favor, but evil comes to the one who searches for it. Again, very simple mm. statement there. But the question that I would encourage you to ask yourself is, what are you looking for? Because whatever you're mm. looking for, you're going to find it. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things with like selective seeing, right? And I've used this in many sermons, but we're looking for a specific van. All of a sudden I'm noticing these vans are everywhere. And look oh, at yeah. that cool dad. He's got a cool minivan. Well, and wasn't there like a YouTube years ago with like a black gorilla? 
Remember this? It was like a YouTube video in an auditorium. And it's like, hey, guys, pay attention to the yellow ball and the blue ball in this video. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so everybody's focusing like, okay, just look at the yellow ball and the blue ball. And you don't even notice like in your peripheral vision. Was uh, it a real gorilla or was it a man in a no, gorilla suit? it's a man in a gorilla suit. They it's run something across like, like the gym floor or something. Yes. And, and like, who saw the gorilla? It's this point. Yeah. Yeah. And that, no one's like, I didn't see the gorilla. What are you talking about? Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. So what are you looking for in life, folks? Are you looking mm-hmm. for the good and the beautiful? Um, one of the things we're trying to do in our family is have space to be honest and share how we're feeling and our emotions and also often end when it's appropriate with points of gratitude. Like, hey, what was the best part of the meal? What was the best part of your day? <laughs> yeah. And like end on a positive note, establishing Sometimes you gratitude. got some heavy things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's so good to bring it back. That's good. And then, you know, last but not least here, verses 28 through 31, those who trust in their riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. Whoever brings ruin on their family will only inherit wind. The fool will be a servant to the wise. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and the one who is wise saves lives. If the righteous receive their due on earth, how much more the ungodly and the sinner. And so how this proverb ends is using kind of a back and forth imagery of fruit bearing trees and failed inheritances, lush gardens and scorching winds. Both the righteous and the wicked are going to be surprised. I think the righteous, because in seeking the good of others, are going to find themselves blessed. And the wicked, mm-hmm. because they can only grasp what is um, pride out of their hands, their white knuckling life, they're controlling things, they're taking what's not theirs. Eventually, there's mm-hmm. going to be a day of judgment. And so the encouragement for us today and right now yeah. is that this is how things will end. And if we know that the righteous will be blessed, the wicked will perish right. forever. How does that change the way you're going to live today? Mm-hmm. And so we encourage you speak blessing, uh, find those moments where it's better to be quiet than to talk, and uh, read this proverb for yourself and see what God has for you in it. So thanks for joining us for Proverbs chapter 11. Stay tuned for many more to come. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.